Girl Sylvia, she, her, and hers. What up? This is Tilo in the house. It. What are you bringing to the table? Oh, she, her. All right, Tilo. <laughs> we we've had some really good banter before we started, so I feel like I'm ready to go. I feel like we get a warm up. Maybe we should start doing that more often. Talking okay. about shit before we start, because then it gets my juices flowing. I'm ready to go. Oh, 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 Wow. Um, that, that what are you bringing to the table? Podcast here for episode number forty-seven. Did you just turn me down? Was everything I too did, loud? I did because well, that whole big <laughs> scandal that you made—it was excited, like burning just my excited. ears off. Um. Uh. Yeah. Okay. okay. So where are we at? There we um, are. Right. Episode forty-seven. Ooh, that was weird. Right when I said forty-seven, it hit forty-seven seconds. Oh, 47, 47. Mercury's going into retrograde. Be ready, yeah. people. Buckle up. It's always a bumpy ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hopefully people listened to our last episode. It was a good one, people. Yep. Um, I have some what's updates on that. We got some what's updates on mm-hmm. that. What is your what's update? But not yet. But not right. yet, because um, we're just gonna, okay. you know, let how was your week? <laughs> how was you um know? my week? I went to my first naturopathic doctor appointment oh, today. Nice. I'm very, very. Tell our listeners what they could expect if they go to um, a naturopathic. So a naturopathic doctor is in fact a doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So get it out your brain that it's some woo-woo I shit. I know which, which doctor. Um, but they're holistic. So mm-hmm. they want to treat the whole body and not just the symptoms, which is common in the medical field yeah. model. Yeah, where um, they give you pills, where and... they give you a prescription, a pharmaceutical that's usually made in a factory somewhere yeah. that's synthesized down and chemical, and typically they're they're treating a symptom. They're yeah. not treating the so source like for instance, of the issue. If you had a stomach ache, yes. they're giving you antacids. Yes. Whereas a naturopath would be like, let's do some testing yeah. and let's see what is creating the pain. Exactly. And then they might find out you have. Uh, allergy yeah of some sort. right and intolerance yeah. to yeah. some some food that you're eating right and you have like a gluten intolerance right. or some other sort of intolerance that's causing then heartburn yeah. and you know upset stomach so um i like it too because your appointment is for 90 minutes really that's longer than a therapy appointment 90 minute appointment your first what appointment your first appointment 90 minutes they talk to you wow about what your life is about so all, of what like, might be, be like, influencing? So oh my god! I talked about everything. Wow! I talked about mental health issues. I talked about family family of origin. I talked about um, wow. you know history of disease in the family. Did um, you promote her? What are you bringing to the I table? Did, but I think I'm going to uh-huh. do because I told her. I said I'd been to a naturopathic doctor uh, once before, up yeah. to the school of naturopathy. And they have a clinic there you can go to. They take insurance or they take sliding scale. Yeah. So I went to one appointment there and I said, I didn't go back because the only thing they wanted to talk about was me being fat. 
the didn't circumference we, of did, my belly and my didn't weight. Did we talk about that? Yep. And that, but that's why I went to a naturopath yeah. because I'm like, okay, they're going to see me as a whole person. Right. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's the first thing. Talk about ask. your fat, that fat ass. Hey, that's Western. You know? That's the Western medicine coming into Her, the Eastern, yeah. which they should be pushing it exactly. Away. So, yeah. um, not any of that there. Like, I mean, I I don't even mind saying it. Heart Spring, what's it called? Heart Spring. Hold on, I'll tell you what the name is right now. Of the uh, of the clinic of the clinic. Because I think people. A female be, was she was a female. Okay. Yes. And um, what about the last one? Uh, well, Male you know, at the, the university, at the they, the, it's the doctor and a student. So okay. the doctor comes in to check, to check, to make sure the student is doing what they're supposed to. So who so was, was the one a asking female, all the questions? It was a female in the, um, naturopathic doctor or the school. Sorry. The yeah. school. It was the female student. The, the doctor was male. Yeah. <laughs> so probably when she went back to console, yeah, he was probably, he probably like, hey, like, well, she's pretty weight. fat. So bring up the weight, you know, issue. probably should talk about how fat she is first. Yeah. Um, Heart Spring Health. Oh, nice. Dr. Amy Patterson. Oh, okay. She's the shit, man. I'm like, do they do blood draws and all they that blew stuff? That next week, I'm getting blood drawn. So they're going to check all my HDL and LDLs and GACs and the BABs and <laughs> ABC to the so BBD. DVD. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're going to take blood next week. And then after she gets the results in two weeks, I'll... Like in two weeks, I have another appointment with her. Yeah. Um, because she said it takes about a week or so to get the jet blood jaw. Oh. I mean, okay. granted, yeah. they do take my insurance, and apparently, oh, my good. insurance is pretty like it covers a lot. Nice. So she's like, "Hey, get it so done. of course she's thinking. I, I mean, she's thinking bottom line too. Yeah, like, of course. Oh, we can do all these things because this person's covered. So I'm very, very fortunate to be one of the people that is covered by. Insurance that covers many things and right. not just like basic stuff. Or not just your Western right. medicine. Exactly. It's uh, and she has an pills. acupuncturist. She wants me to see the oh, acupuncturist. Nice. They take my insurance too. Nice. Um, there's a chiropractor, but I already have my own chiropractor. So yeah. I told her, you know, I'm happy with the chiropractor I have. Yeah. Huh. Do they do the um, manipulation, the chiropractor? Uh, Does yeah. yours do that? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cracks my neck. Good. Bones oh. back. I know. Oh, love that I'm when she cracks that, that neck. Yeah, and that. she does cupping too. Oh, Have really? You cupping. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's it's oh, breaks up that that fascia on your muscles. Yeah, you know when your muscles get tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it yeah, just breaks yeah. that up, so your muscles. But doesn't it look up. like somebody beat the crap oh, yeah. out of you? Yeah, Andy hates it. He said, "I don't like when I don't like those. I don't like that it does that to you." Oh, how it makes long does me that think last? somebody hurts you. I know. Looks like I think I still got a little bit. Like somebody threw. On the uh, shoulder there? No. Yeah, there was. Like if somebody shoulder. threw baseball. Oh, yes. Boom. Like a circle. Hey, does it hurt while they're doing it? It can. <gasps> really? Yeah, especially when she drags it to break up that tissue. Oh. Yeah. Ouch. It yeah. sucks. And then she has different, yeah, she did different movements to break up the tissue. Yeah. <sighs> it's awesome. Uh, I think I'll just stick with the massage. All right. So then you had a great. Uh, it was awesome. She was affirming. She was body affirming. She was um, she all about women's empowerment, women being empowered of their body, their sexuality. Like we talked about sex. Wow. Like. Yeah. I got that my medical doc like you know your medical doctor you're yeah, in 15 minutes you're that, in yeah. and out you're in yeah. and out they don't want to know anything well it, and even if you like Kaiser will give you more than 15 like I, I've had some good ones but 
nothing like that. No, nothing not where they're just like, hey, let's talk yeah, about. We you know, talked about everything. How do you feel about your body, yeah. or how do you feel about da 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 da? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, talked about that. Talked about because I, I went in because I said I think I'm perimenopausal. Yeah, like I'm having all these symptoms. I doctor googled it. I yeah, checking the box on all the symptoms. <laughs> yeah. And so she, you know, she's like, yeah, of course you're 40, you'll be 47. Like she's like, yeah, yeah, that's all of this. You're getting old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked about it, like how it is, yeah. like as you start aging, the different things that change. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe like, and I told her too, when I, when the appointment began, I said, well, the re-, you know, she asked why you're there. And I said, well, that was the primary reason why I was there. But then I had this pain in my shoulder that I've had for like a year. I just won't go to my doctor for it. Yeah. It hurts all the time. And um, then I said, you know, one of the reasons why I chose this clinic was on their website. They talk about being trauma informed. Oh. And I said, so I'm a trainer. So we will just see. And she goes, <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> like she was totally, she, did, she didn't seem yeah. offended. Like, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. she was like, all right. Yeah, let's 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 go. Let's let me and I'm gonna tell you, trauma informed. Wow, I give give my trauma informed heart springs health clinic stamp trauma informed improvement. Awesome. Like I was, yeah. Like it just felt like you were talking with someone about it. I didn't feel any judgy. I didn't feel like uh, I felt validated. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. So you're looking forward to your next I said, I'm coming back. <laughs> you see what it takes? And then all it took is empathy. Yeah. And identifying with my experience. Yeah. You know, you know, affirming, yeah, I've had that too. Yeah, I felt that too. Like, And letting you talk. Exactly. Letting me tell my story, however direction it went. For 90 minutes. For 90 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And you came out clicking your heels. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Give me that tinkster. I'll take that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because <laughs> the other thing I said is like, if you try to change my diet, it's not going to happen. Right. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I like food. Carbs is my drug of choice. Yeah. And you know what? Like you said, if you tell me, mm-hmm. there's a difference between you telling mm-hmm. me and you giving me information and letting me decide. Right. Exactly. Because who knows? And maybe she you was, might decide something like. Right. I might be like, yeah, right. yeah. 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 And she said, the only reason why I would tell you about changing your diet was if the, there was something that you were intolerant to, like gluten. Like oh. if we find out you have a gluten intolerance. Yeah. Like we're going to, I'm probably going to suggest yeah. it, but I'm never going to say don't eat it. Right. Like don't you might have feel a little that. bit better if right. you don't eat it. Yeah. Like if you moderate that and she's like, I'm all about moderation. Like what did she said? The 80, 80, 20 model. Like. Yeah. You know, 80% do your best and then 20% fuck all. Just like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Oh, you were cussing with her too? Oh, yeah. She, it was the first thing she said. Oh, by the way, I cuss. I said, well, welcome, please. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'll have another. Like, she was like excited that she could cuss. Like, I'm telling you, this Amy Patterson, naturopathic doctor, she is the shit. <laughs> Like her vibe. And I didn't feel like it was contrived. Right. Like I'm going to try to win you over yeah. so that you'll stay in my clinic. Yeah. You know, like humble, like, wow. I'm like, girl, so she got a customer for life. Well, as far as, as far as, long as, as she's in practice, long as she's there and I got the insurance. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. That's good. 
Yeah, so well, thank you for throwing out that shout out. I know because, that that was like a segment in of itself. Well, I mean, you got to give people education on other alternatives because, yep. especially in communities of color, mm-hmm. we either don't go to the doctors because we don't want to hear what I've they had have to this say. pain for a year yeah. in my shoulder and I have not gone. Yeah, and we're <laughs> always given medication because mm-hmm. doctors don't take right. the time to listen. They don't want to us. hear the story. And then, as you brought up the article about females and doctors, we don't. We don't We're not get, believe right about our pain exactly. Yep. So here you have an alternative, mm-hmm. which some insurance covers, some don't. True but that. although we're having more insurance yes. companies recognize mm-hmm. that naturopathy is a better way of handling illnesses rather than you know going yeah. to emergency rooms. At exactly. The end, like you know. fine, you want to go there? I'll pay for that, and you know your emergency right. room visits. You right. know because you're just going in. Right. And I mean, I think too, there, there's a piece of it that, um, even if your insurance doesn't cover, I would say if you do have insurance with your employer and they have like a flexible spending account, yeah, like I know that that is your money that gets taken out and it's tax before taxes. So it lowers your tax rate. Yeah. And then it's there when you need it for like the extra copay or whatever that maybe it doesn't cover. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I have Providence Healthcare, so if you have Providence, they're pretty comprehensive in their coverage, and one of them is naturopathy and acupuncture. Nice, nice. So, well, that's and great. chiropractic. I need to do that. I need to find time to do that. Do it. I gotta I, do it. That's the that's the other self care. Yeah, it's self care. Yes. Like we have to stop saying I don't have time to take care of myself. Yeah. We're getting old. Yep. You're older than me. Shit. Thank you for opening that closet door again. Once again. I still want the listeners to think like I'm the old lady in the craft room. Like, oh, well, back in my day. You don't think they get that already when we call it the podcast? Making sure that folks are aware that this is your craft room, not mine at home. And that I am older than you. You're older than me. And we have to. And that's what we talked about too, was like, we're like with the eating. She's like, you're getting older. You want to enjoy your life. I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to have good food with other people, you know, yeah. and be like, I can't eat that. Right. I can only eat kale yeah. and quinoa. Not that there's yeah. anything on kale and quinoa. I, I like kale. If, but if quinoa is cooked uh, properly, it's tasty. Yeah. But the problem is most people don't cook it right. That's right. I like kale with bacon. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, Yeah. All right. All right. Should we get into some what's updates? Yes. We might have to take a, a, a break during it, but we can get it started. Okay. We got three, uh, one really, but three different angles. Right. So then maybe we should take the break. All right. Let's do All that. Right. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We back to what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? We're going to get into our what's updates. Okay. So last week we had Chris from hip hop social worker. Thank you, Chris. If you're listening. Thanks, Chris. Um, and I had brought up about the Westland police department that started an investigation. Big story. Big right. story. Big story here. Um, so the Oregonian, this one came out from the Oregonian again by the same, um, reporter, Maxine Bernstein did a fabulous job on that last article. This came out on the 15th. It is, uh, Westland cops raised concerns years ago about racially insensitive remarks by fellow officer now on leave in wrongful arrest case. 
Westland police officers raised concerns about embattled Sergeant Tony Reeves years ago, saying he made racially insensitive remarks, lied, and risked tarnishing the department's reputation, according to documents released late Friday by the Clackamas County District Attorney's Office. Now, remember, folks, Reeves is the detective that was investigating uh, this uh, Mr. Feaser. Um, Reeves- at, at the behest of the chief. Yes, yes. He wouldn't have investigated had the chief said, said hey, hey, I need, I need I you need to go, go look in the old boy over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Reeves was placed on paid leave Wednesday. Okay, here's my problem. He was paid. He was placed on paid leave Wednesday as the district attorney investigates the questionable arrest in 2017 of an African American man in Portland. This case, 2017. Yeah, and now, now they're putting him on leave. They didn't find him on leave way when back the when the or even when the settlement happened, or when they had the complaint. When the complaint came in and said, "Hey, this," and even the lawsuit. Oh right, yeah, yeah, put yeah. Put the dude on yeah, leave. Yeah, at least the lawsuit. Because I could see them like, "Oh, we don't put people on leave just because of complaints. You know how right. many complaints we get." Right. But as soon as the lawsuit was filed, his ass should have been on admin, leave. and especially. Especially if you knew, like if they knew, mm-hmm. we're talking about lying. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, invest or a warrant or not having a warrant and your illegal um, search and seizure. Yep, that's a violation that- of the fucking constitution, motherfucker. There you go, central. So he's violating the law. Mm-hmm. That should have been investigated. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, Reeves was placed unlawful on- detainment. That's also uh, that's another one. Reeves was placed on paid leave once. Okay. Um, Reeves was a lead detective on the case. It prompted two federal lawsuits with the city paying 600,000 this week to settle the claim against the police. But records show Reeves's colleagues voiced strong reservations about him long before in May, 2015, then Westland Sergeant Kirk Tonkin told a Clackamas County Sheriff investigator that Reeves was racially insensitive on the job when Reeves was under his supervision and had made comments about black people in front of other officers. Mm. Tonkin said he verbally counseled him for it. So he's trying to do his white privilege, you know, hey, dude. You can't say that on the job. Yeah, Yeah, cool it. Another Westland officer confirmed to an investigator that Reeves made an insensitive comment about black people during a police briefing. And said he believed Reeves was addicted to arresting people. The record show. The same officer, Nick Amandalora, told investigators that Reeves had a history of not properly documenting incidences and making false statements. Reeves changed his last name from Piotras in 2017. So here's my thing. If there's proof, which there is, right? People complaining about this guy. Yeah. All the way back. And him being arrest addicted. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Arrest happy. Yeah. I think anybody who ever had a case where they With were convicted based on his police work should get an automatic fucking appeal and second look. Right. Because. Clearly, this guy's got racial uh, bias. bias. And it's he's not, a racist. I've never seen racial yeah. bias. And he's it's a not fucking racist. Overt. It's very he, over. He's over racist. 
he's already clearly there's questioning around his documentation. So there's gotta be some question about his report and credibility yeah. of how it was evidence collected. Yeah. Like, cause you know, a lot of these people are, um, who were arrested had public defenders that don't have the time and resources to look into those kind of things. Like, was it a, a, a legal seizure? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. he, so I think everybody, you, th- you start, you start throwing, if yeah. I, if that needs to be the next report, right? That needs to be the next article right? is that anybody who was arrested and convicted based on this guy's police for, right. you need to get an attorney. Oh. The, the state needs to come in and say, we need to take a look at all these cases. Yeah. Like this is like those cases where the, the lab dudes. Right. Got, got yeah. caught falsifying lab Reports. evidence. Yeah. And so all the cases had to be thrown out because yep. you couldn't you couldn't say whether they were good or not. Yep. Yep. So Reeves, his original name was Piotras, P-O-I-T-R-A-S. P-O-I-T-R-A-S. Poitras. 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 So he changed it to Reeves. So this. Why? Because I, he didn't want to sound foreign? I don't know. Well, I, I'm sure it's going to probably talk about it, but. So the quote unquote of the other officer, this Amadillero, he wrote in 2012, I think he wrote, I do not feel comfortable working with Officer Piotras and especially do not feel comfortable having him present on any of my calls or covering me. Amadillero wrote uh, to a Westland police uh, captain in 2012. I'm concerned that someone who exhibits this type of behavior and character is allowed to work on the street, interact with the public, make arrests, submit reports, and participate in the judicial process. I'm concerned about the risk this places on the city, the citizens, and the reputation of this department, and those prosecuting cases submitted by Officer Piotras. See, that there was you. in 2000. Weren't we just having this discussion before we started? We're 2020 and we're still having the same fucking conversations right. we had until 2020. Right. 12. Reeves also had received a memo of counseling for one racially insensitive statement while on the job after Sergeant alerted officers that a group of African American magazine salespeople were going door to door in a town one evening. Reeves said, you can't see black people in the dark. Reeves in a sworn disposition from the civil suit against police said his remarks were taken out of context. Is that the, is that the, always, always. That's the go-to I'm going to start saying that from now on. Taken out of context. I'm sorry. That was taken out of context. It was a witch hunt. Taken out of context. That was taken out of context. (gasps) So, um, so he said it was taken out of context, but he signed his counseling memo and said it was explained to him how the remark could be perceived. In 2015, the Clackamas County District Attorney's Office had asked the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office to investigate these and other allegations involving Reeves, conducting what's called a Brady review to determine if there were crimes or truthfulness issues that would warrant no longer calling him as a witness in court, effectively ending his career if they needed to share any information about him with defense lawyers that could possibly use to impeach him on the stand. That's what I'm saying. So they went in there and they investigated, right? The district attorney's office later determined 
there was insufficient evidence to warrant did. a Brady finding of on Reeves. They did. So you have one person who said, I don't want him covering me. Not just one person, on a, a fellow officer who worked with him, worked with him and said, I don't trust him. I'm the curious, is I'm curious that officer based on his last name is a person of color. I don't know. Because uh, it would make sense that they wouldn't take his complaint serious. Well, and then my thing is like, okay, so you also promote him to detective. Because he's white. Uh, why why, why, why are you even, like, come on. I'm just saying, you know, because we got to Because he's a good old out. boy. That's why I'm saying. I think the chief and Reeves were also buddies, right? That's why he could go to him as the detective. Hey, hey, yeah. bro. Go over there. Guess what? Yeah, I know this ain't on the up and up, but we need to take care right. of this. Yeah, N word probably. Let's do this between on the, down the two low. of them. Yeah, like hello. Yeah, let's do this. We got to make this happen. Oh, I got you. Uh-huh. I got you, Chief. And what was that quote? My rules, my game, my rules. Right. See, yeah. the Reeves investigation was partly prompted by Attorney Dan Thinnell, who represented three Westland officers. Three. And had sent a letter in May 2014 to Westland City Manager detailing alleged misconduct by Reeves. Then Police Chief Terry, then Police Chief Terry Timus and Lieutenant Mike Stradley. Stradley also had gone to the Clackamas County District Attorney's Office, urging the office to investigate Westland officers who he said were raising false allegations. See? Yeah, this? Now all three of them are together. So the three white fucking supremacists went off the people that were either probably people of color that made the complaint or people that they viewed as sympathizers of people of color. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're going to fucking try to discredit these people. Right. That's it. And isn't that what they try to pull on Mr. Beezer? The Oregon Department of Justice initiated a separate criminal investigation into Stradley and and Timus, evaluating allegations that Stradley changed a police report to remove mention of the chief's name to protect him from alleged misconduct, and then forced another officer's signature, and Timus allegedly tampering with a police exam to pass his girlfriend's sister. In a yeah, December this. 2014 letter, the Oregon Senior Assistant Attorney General Colin Brinson wrote to Thanel, they found insufficient evidence no. that either committed any crimes. But by the way, in all of that, we're going to promote him to chief. Yeah. What the? White supremacy in action. If you have white these... supremacy in action. Now, I'm not into like. You know, if you know, sometimes people can make allegations, but you got three people, you got people corroborating, telling the same story, and one saying, "I don't want, I don't feel safe, I don't want this." He's putting at risk the credibility of our agency, and so it wasn't even like, "Oh, I'm worried about myself." It's like I'm worried about our agency. And how do you not? How can you not cooperate if you fudge somebody's scores? Right. So that they could pass. I mean, isn't that is isn't that what we got, you Aunt think Becky? You don't get caught because your white entitlement has gotten you convinced that you don't get caught, and also you clearly don't. Or if you get caught, nothing happens to right. you. So Finnell said Friday that he's frustrated that it took this week's settlement 
to spur a deeper look at the longstanding misconduct allegation. It's sad that had to happen to have it exposed, he said. All of these entities could have stopped this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. The $600,000 payment came after Michael Fieser, 48, filed the wrongful, yeah. So, and then that was our last, uh, where he was pulled over, um, he was taken to jail, um, then it goes into just all the other stuff, um, you know, about that case. It said also Friday night, Westland mayor Russ Axelrod and the count city council joined the call for a federal investigation into Fieser's wrongful arrest. As a representative of the citizens of Westland, we have an obligation to hold those within city government accountable, including ourselves. They wrote in a letter to Oregon's U S attorney, Billy J Williams, the Westland Westland City Council members said they were briefed in an executive session Monday night about the settlement. Council President Terry Cummings said they received few details about what happened. U.S. Senators Merkley and Wyden and U.S. Rep. Earl Blumenauer have urged Williams to initiate a civil rights investigation. Williams has not commented. We believe it is imperative for any law enforcement agency to have the full confidence of citizens it serves. I like that, the Mm -hmm. mayor said. Uh, So now, with all of this, it's going higher. Now it's reaching to our state reps. Um, Here, Governor Kate Brown also directed the Oregon Department of Public Safety Standards and Training to to conduct its own inquiry into the handling of Feaser's case. She also had Stradley, now a trainer at the state's basic police academy, placed on paid leave while on investigation. Oh, while an ongoing investigation proceeds. Mm-hmm. Finally, but he's on paid leave. But finally, it's not just, oh, we're going to sign yeah. over a check and mind and, your own business. And this is, I mean, but, and we talked about this. Mm-hmm. None of this probably would be happening had the original article not been written. Right. If Maxine Bernstein had not made the efforts to put put this in the paper and publish it, and the Oregonian to publish it, which I'm not like a huge fan of the Oregonian. They're a little problematic. Yeah. But they decided to go ahead and go with this article. Boom. People wouldn't be talking about it. No. It would be. It would be. He'd be, he'd be a people. footnote in the in the civil courts of the state. Reeves would be still investigating. Exactly. Yeah. With these allegations. Exactly. Because so, he's himself is tired, and he oh, probably yeah. doesn't want to do any. Like he probably wasn't going like I. This needs to come. Like this man's tired. This yeah. man's traumatized. Uh-huh. It's like the last thing he was probably thinking was like we gotta you know get the public. I mean I don't know maybe he yeah. was. Yeah. But. They could have still not wrote his story. Yeah. You know, he could have said, I just want this to go away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want no publicity. I don't want to talk to nobody about nothing. I just want to cash my check and get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. But he took a stand. So he's being vocal and other people being vocal, which then, like you said, has led the governor to Portland police chief, uh, Jamie Reish, Reish called for an internal affairs investigation to determine if any bureau policy was violated in case Portland police gang enforcement officers were called in to assist in the traffic stop and arrest a Feaser. Yeah. So they're going to do an inter. Well, however, what I didn't read in here was Multnomah County public defender's office. 
Nothing about what they're attorneys. District attorneys. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing about what are they doing about this? Why did it get popped back out? So he was arrested. Right. Charges were dropped. Well, hold the phone. Okay. Because the Oregonian editorial that was published today about this article, and a lot of it talked about what, what you already had mentioned, but the editorial did say the role played by Multnomah County District Attorney's Office also deserves scrutiny. The office initially dismissed the theft charge against Fezzer in 2017, but under prosecution of Christopher Scholl, the case was revived and given with five charges filed. Um, so the question that they're asking is what prompted Scholl to that point to take the case to grand jury? Did he recognize the peculiar- peculiarity of West Lynn officers testifying on a case that had no apparent tie to West Lynn? So not not that anything is happening, but this guy's talking about it. Right. So if the original article got people talking about yeah. it and the governor and yeah. you know all the mayor yeah. and, and all, all asking, these entities saying, Okay, we gotta look into us. Right. Maybe this someone will see, and we gotta also look into the multi right. county district. Right. For sure. And with all of that, I'm thankful. And I am also realistic. When it comes to shit like this. Yeah. Like, who's going to take the fall for this? Jesse Smollett. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, probably what will happen. And rightly so, I think, Reeves and, you know, I mean, you can't take the guy that retired his job away. But you could, there's you something can you can do with his charges. DPST number. I'm like criminal. And, yeah, criminal. Uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. At the minimum, somebody lied to the DA. Right. Who then took that information to the grand jury. 100%. That's 100%. criminal. That's so what we're getting. Potentially, these guys could take the fall for their actions alone. Mm-hmm. But what the editorial brings up is the systemic racism that reinforced the racism of these officers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The systemic racism that says, well, we're not really going to make any changes to the fact that we hire people who are racist, right. who are bigoted, right. who are homophobic, right. who are uh, don't know how to treat the mentally ill properly. Right. Right. Like right. you still have a system in of itself that is con- con- continuing to pe- perpetuate white supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what we need to be looking. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're going to launch an investigation. And so a couple people may take the fall. Right. But what about the power structure that put it in place, right? Right. What about the power structure in 2012 when those three officers were like, hey, this guy's racist. Right. Like, we don't want him. We don't want him around us. Right. Right. So they always say it's a few bad apples. Right. And it's, a, it's a bad system. You need to turn over the apple cart and yeah. start again. Yeah. Like, dump them all. Let's, let's, let's start over. Right. You know, like, right. you you got people who can't voice their concerns because now these three people probably went through hell. Right. If not like personally and professionally. I mean, I think they all kept their jobs, but uh, they probably got silenced. Well, right. Leaves right now is just on paid leave. No, I mean the three that complained oh, back in 2012. Oh, I think I read, I think one of them said former Westland. Yeah. So one of them the, left. The people that, that want to speak up feel like they can't speak up mm-hmm. because nothing fucking happened yeah. eight years ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're literally saying, if your asses would have done something when we said something, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Right. Right. The the taxpayers wouldn't be out 
almost a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And the the man wouldn't be traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. And a bad officer wouldn't have been working this whole time. Right. And now working at the the level that trains officers. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is the is the system itself perpetuates, right? Of you course. have a man who now for all intents and purposes has been proved to be racist instructing new officers. You don't think that's not going to seep into his instruction? Apparently they think it won't, I guess. I don't know. Or they're okay with it. You know, as long as you don't say nothing overtly. That's what I'm we're saying. Okay with yeah. is you've been to trainings. Yeah. I've been to training. There's always something. This is what you write in the note. This is what really happens. We all know that happens. Mm -hmm. You know, people fucking see that shit all the time. I feared for my life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, people that happens. Yeah. It's like the meeting after the meeting, right? So it's the class after the class. Yeah. He probably figures out which recruits in his class think like him. Oh, yeah. Right? Because, you know, there I got their little racist code language that they can use. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, we should get beers. Right. Next thing you know. We're buddy buddies. It's the class after the class. We're doing okay, the fishing This trips. is what you got to do. Okay, I'm telling you. Yeah. I did this. I did this all the time. Yeah. When shit like that happens, here's how you write the report, but here's what really happens. Right. Yeah. And I got your back, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't worry. Like, I'll I'll make sure you all get out while, of it. It's the fucking blue coat of silence. All the while, our jails are filling up yep. with our men of color yep. in there. Yep. That's and and, and, and I people. guarantee that there are people in regards to this story that are are like, oh, that lazy N-word, and he probably deserved uh -huh. He was up to he something. He was stealing yeah. stuff. How so, can you? You yeah. know, they were, they're the, you know, the Fox News people yeah. who yeah. will believe anything that they're yeah. told and are, feel like the police are getting a bad rap. Here. Oh, yeah. Oh, police can't do anything anymore. Right, right. You're it's like when, right. you're, like when you're, like when you're, right, when you're you president, when anymore. your president said, don't you miss the days you could slam their head on the top of the car. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said, you're damn right. You can't get away with anything anymore because anything was literally anything. Yeah. You know, to, up into killing someone Yes, because they looked at a white woman. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're still struggling with all of that. Look at what happened. That's why we're pointing this out. This is what happened. Yeah. He didn't have to look at a woman. All he had to do was make a racial complaint yeah. to his exactly. job. Yeah. And because he did that at his job, mm -hmm. he had all this other crap hit him mm -hmm. and didn't know where it was all coming from. Exactly. Can you, I mean, I can't, that just blows my mind. Like you can, you can put it into pieces mm -hmm. right now. Like I'm sure he could be like, Ah, uh, that's why that happened. Right. But at the time. But at the time, he doesn't, you don't know what's going on. You don't know on. what the hell You don't know what's happening. going on. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's how they do it, right? Yeah. The minute you start complaining about their power structure and right. questioning their power, if you are a person of color, one, you're not going to be believed. Right. Two, interesting shit's going to start happening that didn't happen to you before, before on the job. That's right. You're going to start getting questioned about, well, did you do that or did you not do it? Right. Oh, this T isn't dotted right or crossed right. This I isn't dotted correctly. Right. Oh, did you email me about that? I didn't get an email about that. You're, yeah. you know, 
Yeah. You're not coming in on time. You're right. leaving early. Right. Oh, your your productivity isn't to where it's supposed to be. Shit that they would never say anything to you about before. Right. All of a sudden, or don't say issue. to anybody else. Right. Or yeah. Or for that matter, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, but you're not going to realize it at the time. No. When no. you're going through it, you're going to be like, oh god, you know, I'm slipping. I'm what am I doing yeah. wrong? Yeah. And then you're going to get away from it, however that ends. Right. And you're going to be like, oh, fuck. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Yeah. And that's what sucks. Yeah. That's what sucks about it. Yep. So that was my what's update. So mine was pretty much the same because yours, I didn't realize, was covering all the same information. The governor asking for an investigation. Um, Did you... Did it talk about Clackamas County District Attorney is looking into it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, and Portland. Um, I'm just. Waiting. I think the editorial is good because one, I mean, again, I'm surprised to see this overt um, of a stance on something like this on the, in the Oregonian because it's in the editorial part, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, Max Maxine's known for articles like that, right? You know, right. civil rights type stuff, but for the editorial board of the Oregonian to put out this editorial, which is exactly kind of what we were just talking about, calling into question the systems that allowed this to happen. Right. You know, and it just really asks a lot of questions, you know, like why didn't the, why did the um, gang enforcement team not ask any more clarifying right. questions? Especially why didn't they ask if it was, a, why, why it was something in regards to a employment theft, um, uh, you know, territory supposed employment theft case that was in a Portland's jurisdiction, you know, uh, why, uh, why didn't Portland police question why West Lynn was coming into Portland territory? Um, who's doing the chief's bidding, simply a known expectation that came with the job. Um, West Lynn officers, uh, go along with it. Why, why did they go along with it? You know, it wasn't just these two guys going out and arresting this guy. This is multiple officers involved in the arrests and everything. And you know, I can see you have detectives that have information that hand stuff down. Hey, I need you officers. I got to, you know, issue a warrant. I got to arrest. So I could see like the ground, the officers on the ground that are just relying and trusting what their fellow officer is saying. Yeah. That they would just be like, oh, okay, we're, this might be a dangerous dude, you know, gang involved because at some point, at some point, I feel like someone may have had a hinkling and like, this don't feel right, but they were too afraid to say anything or didn't want to ask too many questions because they were fearful because if I can't question power. I mean, that, it's a very hierarchical system. If you tell me something, I don't know if I'm going to be able to report that. Exactly. Because then I trust that you're yeah. going to have my back. If crap yeah. goes down in the street. Yeah. This it's the fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <sighs> Yeah, it's reality. I, I, yeah, I, I got much more to say than what I've already said. Yeah, racism is real. White supremacy still exists. It's 2020, and fascism is in the right. White House. And I think one of the things that continues to get me is everyone talking about, oh, Oregon's so liberal. Yeah, no, no, not no, when it comes bro. down to shit like this. Not when it comes down to racism. We like we're we're we like to think. We're liberal. We're, We're liberal in many things. Many you know, things. We are liberal a, in many as things. As a woman of color, I don't want to know that I'm not safe out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I. It, yeah. Because when the curtain is pulled back, 
where do I go for my safety needs? I see. I think I'm the opposite. I yeah. want, I want to fucking know. I'd yeah. rather deal with your overt racism than your racial abuse through, you know, what we call like yeah. what people call microaggressions. Yeah. Like oh, this ain't micro. You're, you're looking at me smiling, yucking it up with me, but behind my back, you know, like you're saying yeah. you're talking shit. Like, yeah. I mean, I also, I guess I think we already know we're not safe. Right. We, we lower ourselves into a, sense of security because right. we have to just survive to survive or we'd exactly. never leave our houses exactly right we'd be exactly. like so um yeah. we gotta take a quick break but i i, I think i want to finish this up when we come right back sorry time's up <laughs> all right we're back to what are you bringing to the table um just wrapping up the what's updates um whether we want to know about it or we don't know about want to know about it it's there right you know um, well, we just pulled there. the curtain, people. It's there. I mean, we talked about this. And I think we talked about it before, too, of like, for me, it's no longer a discussion. Yeah. I don't want you. I don't want to. I don't want you coming back at me with some story of your black friend yeah. or some story of when you went to a party, you were the only white person there. Yeah. yeah. Or you went to. You know, we studied abroad for a year, right. and you were only the white. You were the only white person, so right. you know how it feels. Yeah. No, you don't. Right. Right. You don't. At the yeah. end of the day, you do not know the experience of it. What it is to be dark skin in this country. Mm-hmm. You don't. Yeah. You yeah. have no fucking clue. Right. You can empathize with us. You can try to do something about it, but I don't want you to come try to change my mind that racism doesn't exist. Right. You know, so I'm not going to have that equity discussion with you. And especially, I think, for people of lighter skin, like, you know, Latinos. Yeah. We assume that our experience is the same for darker skin. Yeah. For black folks. But it ain't. It's not. We carry light skin Absolutely. 100%. You know, because we look more like. Mm -hmm. We're you know, safe. We're more acceptable. Yeah, we're safe. Yes. Yeah. Our hair is straighter mm-hmm. than, you know, mm-hmm. Becky with the straight hair. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. sometimes you can hear people of color, especially lighter skin. Oh, I, I don't experience anything. Mm-hmm. No, boo. Just because you don't experience it at the level that somebody else does doesn't mean that right. it's not there. It just or, means or that people aren't going to be You're not so aware of it, that it's happening that, to you. Yeah. Like, I heard an interesting story yeah. last week about a lady who... Just that thing, like, well, I never knew, da, 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 da. Yeah. and then she says, but as we start talking about this more, I'm realizing, wait a minute, yeah, oh my god, that happened to me, yeah, and I think that's kind of some of what I have experienced yeah. was at the time I probably didn't think about it as much, yeah. but now that I know about it, it's like you said, pulling back the curtain, yeah, yeah. like, oh fuck, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's, shit. Why was, that's why I felt like that. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad I know. Yeah. But I'm also sad that I know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's like the loss of your innocence. Ugh, yeah. You've just been deep. And I still acknowledge I carry a lot of light skin privilege. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would probably be more judged by people's um, assumed my sexuality yeah. than probably my ethnicity. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like I probably get more of that yeah. than the other. Except for, you know, when you grow up in a small town and you're one of few. Yeah. Then you do know. Yeah. When I, you know, here, I don't get it as much because there's, I mean, there's so many variants of color. Right. So, right. Yeah. 
All right, people, be safe out there. Woo! Woo! Say, be safe. Make That's sure our know. episode for today. <laughs> Just make sure you take video recordings. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, you have to. Send your emails to yourself, your personal email. <laughs> tips and tricks. Let yeah. us know. We can uh, send you. I can send you some tips and tricks <laughs> of how to cover your ass right. around uh, uh, shit in yeah. the workplace. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, what all right. Got? Let's start with some stories. What you got to get us going here? Oh darn! You're it's, first. You're always me. first. Okay, it is. Okay, so I have, and I'm gonna. I know we kind of talked about this, but this is on my brain. Uh, this is from Fox uh, News, published four days ago. Alabama lawmaker introduces vasectomy bill in response to abortion ban. Yeah, baby. An yeah. Al an Alabama state lawmaker introduced a bill on Thursday that would require men to get a vasectomy after their 50th birthday. A measure, she said, that will neutralize abortion restrictions in the state. Senator Rep. Rolanda Hollis sponsored the bill, which would also require all men in the state to undergo the procedure after their third child. Men would be required to pay for the operation, the bill states. Under existing laws, there are no restrictions on the reproductive rights of men, the bill says. Rep. Hollis said on Twitter that the bill was in response to a proposed near-total ban on abortion in the state that would that was struck down by a federal court in 2019. The vasectomy bill is to help with the reproductive system. This is to neutralize the abortion ban, Bill Hollis wrote in the tweet. Um, the responsibility is not always on the woman. It takes two to tango. This will help prevent pregnancy as well as abortion of unwanted children, she added. I like it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? You're going to regulate my body. It's about time we regulate, we regulate your body. Yours, yeah. 100% you know? behind it. Uh, I after, think. After your third kid, clip, clip. I like snip. that. I like that. Why not? Yeah. You know? I say go for it. They're making us either get our tubes tied, mm -hmm. having to take some type of pills, and even then, they're not willing to give us access to pills. Exactly. So yeah. Snip it, snip and then it, snip And if we don't want to get our tubes tied or be on the pill, then, you know, we right. got. We can't have an abortion. That's right. You know. Yeah. And can't be in I charge can't. of my own body. That's right. If I can't be in charge of my body, then you can't be in exactly. charge of your own. I like it. I'm, I I'm like supporting it. that bill. She's, Kenny, she's a woman of color too. <laughs> Kenny, oh, what about Andy? Not yet. <laughs> so we've got a few more years. Right. But as we talked about in the opening, I think my womb has dust in it. <laughs> The raisins, the raisins, no longer plump uh, grapes. They have now shriveled to raisins. <laughs> yes, what uh, did you want? <laughs> get off my lawn. That's what my womb would say. You can't get off my lawn. Uh, all right, what you got? All right. Well, um, this one was uh, tagged. Um, no, was it tagged? He posted. Our friend Christopher Scott posted this article the other day. Uh -huh. And I said, ooh, that sounds good. He's like, bring it to the table. I said, I think I might. Okay. So um, ABC News, six-year-old Florida student sent to mental health facility for 48 hours after alleged tantrums at school. I saw that. 
and that one of the officers was questioning, why are we taking this little girl yes. to... Yes. The, the body camera ward. shows them walking hand in hand. She's chatting with him. She's not flailing about. And the mother was never called. Yeah. Why in the hell? Because by law they can. So a six-year-old Florida student was sent to a mental health facility under the Baker Act on February 4th after a series of alleged outbursts at school and authorities and her family said she was kept there for 48 hours. Now her mother is speaking out about the incident, saying the entire situation was avoidable and is in complete outrage. Mar Martina Falk said officials from Love Grove Elementary School in Jacksonville called her that day to inform her that her daughter, Nadia, Nadia, Nadia was out of control and would be sent to a mental health institution. Wait a minute before we go further. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to identify what color this girl was. Do you even have to? Do you even have to? Although I'm surprised they didn't just arrest her, but they probably couldn't get her arrested because she, she was calm. What little handcuffs? You know? Oh no, but she was probably calm. Like the officers, like, I don't know why we're doing this. So they couldn't be like, you know, they probably initially called wanting her arrested. And the officer Why? probably got in there and was like, Wouldn't what am I arresting her for? Counselor? That Where was part of the problem. The no, that's part of the problem. So, um, Falk said a resource officer told her she'd need to get in contact with the psychiatric hospital. She said the officer told her there's nothing else we could do. Your daughter is completely out of control and we're not able to de-escalate de the situation. And yet body cam shows her just they walking are just along. Walking, yep. um, Nadia allegedly was destroying school property, attacking staff, was out of control and running out of the school. A clinical social worker said, according to the police report incident. So this is a clinical social worker that said, supposedly said this. That she was out of that control. That she was out of control. The school said that it was the decision of a third party, not the school, um, uh, now everybody's to deflecting. Baker Act the child. In Florida, the Baker Act allows... Um, I'm guessing maybe this clinical social worker that they're <laughs> referring to? Ow. But somebody's got to pull her license. I'm telling you, somebody better check. <sighs> Emily, are you practicing in Florida now? <laughs> Emily Clark, <laughs> <laughs> Emily Clark, have you got license in Florida? <laughs> um, let's see, Falk. Uh, so I wanted to get to the part where, um, so of course the school is saying when a student's behavior risks presents a risk of harm and harm to others, the school district's procedures to call child guidance are crisis response provider. So that's the third party third they're talking party. about. So it'd be like Project Respond here. We go in, we assess. The difference in Oregon is that the law does not allow you to compel a child to be hospitalized. The parent has to do it. So, But there, I guess, anybody can. Yeah, no, they can, it's called the Baker Act. So anybody can. Like, someone could come in and say, I think Sylvia is off her rocker. I know, not clinical language. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, here's why. And if the person, like, yeah, just 72 hours, boom. For a tantrum. Mandatory. Like, For a tantrum of here, a six-year-old. Here they can take you to the hospital, but doesn't mean you're going to stay at the hospital. Yeah. There it's a mandatory 72-hour hold. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Falk said her daughter had been diagnosed with intellectual disability, was enrolled in the school precisely because it catered towards students like her daughter. She said that 
she thought that she had struck gold since the school had a small classroom size and specifically trained staff for special needs children that were similar to my daughter. Her attorney, Reginald Reeves, said the girl had been experiencing tantrums in school for a few days. In a body camera footage released by the police, Nadia is seen walking calmly hand in hand with the officer, asking if she's going to jail and if the officer had a snack before asking to sit in the back seat of the patrol car. No, you're not going to jail. You're not. No, you're not a bad person. You're not going to jail. The officer said to be heard in the footage. Is it the lady officer? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't oh. say. The I I can look at the footage though because they have the the video. The officer is then heard telling the other cop she's fine. There's nothing wrong with her after saying, before the footage cut off, um, that the school may have agitated her a little bit. May have. The response um, to the released footage, the school district told ABC News that the law enforcement officer was not present. He wasn't even there well, when I'm Nadia's sure alleged actions act- motivated I'm to destroy sure the I'm sure she was probably health. acting out. I, I'm uh, yeah, sure. Nobody's probably debating yeah. that. But when they got there and she settled down, right. done. You call mom and say, we need to she talk. needs to come. She, we're, we're having her leave school for the rest right. of the day. We need to set up a meeting to talk about a plan. Of action when this crap occurs. Let's, you know, let's see what are the triggers because, you know, all of that behavior is unmet needs. So what's what's happening? Like, is she eating before she comes to school? Is she being abused? I don't know. Maybe. Or um, I didn't go there first. I'm just saying. (laughs) Not blaming the parent. I'm just Um, saying. But what what it, it all is happening? It doesn't have to be about the parent that's abusing. The neighbor could be Yeah, that's true too. Okay. So, you know. Um, But not call and send her you know for 72 hour old yeah like yeah yeah um this was in florida correct fucking florida yeah. oh that's right because when he posted i said as we see on our podcast fucking hashtag fucking florida <laughs> yeah. and he said take it to the table i said i yeah. think i will so there you go chris there you go I brought it i brung it it's been brought in oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know i don't know i i'm <laughs> Between the police taking six-year-olds to psych wards to arresting people falsely, I got the Daily Mail. Uh, This came out February 5th. Man 48 admits running a prostitution ring out of a sex dungeon in his parents' basement where he kept 20 women plied with crack cocaine and heroin. You know? This is what happens when parenting goes unchecked. You get a 48-year-old 48 still living years, at your house. Almost 50-year-old man. Running a sex living ring. Living at home in your basement. Running a fucking sex ring. Raymond Rodeo Raymond. pleaded guilty to multiple felony accounts of sex trafficking, criminal sale of a controlled substance, and promoting prostitution. He is expected to be sentenced to more than nine years in prison, followed by five years of post-release supervision, and he must register as a sex offender. Process for twenty-two for turning twenty-two young women. He's Ooh. getting what I say. He's getting he's getting nine years in prison. Well, they're not full humans, you know. Who? Sex workers. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what the yeah. that's what society thinks yeah. about him. Like, well. Yeah. They probably would deserve being held captive and made to be sex workers. Right, because they're just drug addicts. Because, you know, yeah, yeah they're crack yeah. addicts. Yeah. Why would we care? 
about them. Prosecutors accused Rodeo of turning 22 young women to prostitution after luring them on social media and getting them hooked on heroin and crack. Rodeo kept the trafficked women locked. That changes it. kidnapped, (laughs) held captive. Yes. Made to be an addict. An addict. And And you're getting nine years. And all you get is nine years. 22 women, right? Yes. That's that's like, what's nine into 22? Jason! (laughs) (laughs) What's 22 divided by nine? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. Months. Hold on. Three months a pop. Um, so Rodeo kept the traffic women locked in his parents' basement for long periods of time. Two point four, without toilet or shower. Two point four months per woman. No, two point two point four years. He no, only got nine. Two point four wait, months. Nine months. He only got nine months. He got nine years. Oh, and so nine for years for twenty two women. For twenty two women. So it's nine of twenty two divided by nine. Yeah. No. Nine divided by Jason. Jason, how do we figure this out? You got nine women. Twenty-two women. You got twenty-two women. Nine and only nine years. Yes. So twenty-two into however many months nine years is. That's the wrong thing. Keep keep going. Let me get to mine. Police say he kept. (laughs) Oh, so it's like point four months per woman. Point four years. So less than half. He only got nine years, girlfriend. Per person, though. No. Total. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, so there's nine, there's 22 women. He yes. only got nine years. Yes. So for each woman, he, he was, he's months. doing less than a year's time. Less yes. than half a year's time. Yes. 4.5 yeah. months, you said. 4.0. Yeah, four months. For each person. Each for each woman. For essentially holding them against their will. Kidnapping them. <laughs> Basically, Luke. sex torture. Oh, yeah. I mean, at that point, you're torturing. Probably, oh, yeah. he's probably beating them because at some point, someone probably didn't want to do it anymore. Or locked up, right? Something. So he said um, they kept it, or he kept them in his parents' basement for long periods of time without toilet or shower. So no access to basic needs. So that's like another torture. Police say he kept the women's earnings for himself and used them to buy crack cocaine for himself. You know what? Ay, Dios if you're mio. 48 living in your parents' And basement, I'm sorry. Look at, well, he could have been in jail for a while, but he don't look like he's emancipated from smoking all that crack. He looks like, um, like he's, he's related eating, to Judici. Like he's eating Carl's Jr. every like, day. Yeah. He's, you know? he's eating the crack. He's not yeah. smoking it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know what to say. How do you keep 22 women in a basement and not have one smells coming up from the basement? Your parent. What were they? I mean, I well, 48. So I'm wondering if the parents were in their 60s, 70s. That's still, you know, that's still. Your I mean, the, the only thing is I'm thinking in part, where was this at? Florida? Was this um, in Florida? Let me see. Where was it? Oh, I, da, 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 da. let me see. Um, I turned it off. I turned anyway, it if it was in Florida. I get Long the, Island. Oh, okay. So Long Island Lolita. Like the only the one thing that i'm thinking possibility is that if it's a really big house right yeah. so basement meaning you know like this could be in essence a type of basement yeah right so yeah. it's like one of those where it's like a basement apartment separate okay. entrance 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, a house yeah. that's yeah. That they're saying it basement. Yeah, I think not like a danky. Yeah, I, of course. Yeah. You know when they say it, you think like yeah, like I'm thinking dirty, dirty water dripping un- from the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. cobwebs, musty smell, old dirty mattress on the floor, yeah. and we don't know that that's not what it was. Yeah. But my think is it was probably like a basement apartment that, yes, he lived in his parents' house. But, you know, maybe, he, like you said, his parents were elderly. So he he's like, that's my room. I'm Don't living there, there. So then, you know, I take care of my parents kind of thing. Mm. But whatever. I, I'm like, 48, dude, you ain't. No, 48. Sorry, boo. You're homeless at this point. Did it say no that homie. he lived with his mom the whole time? Yeah. Like they, he'd never moved out. Yep, he lived there. Well, I mean, there's some families that are that, you know. Bye, boo. Junior never never finds a woman, junior never, never gets grows, to, up. grows junior up. Junior does this bull and crap. So junior takes he zero takes care of mom and dad, and we don't have to deal with it. So, mm. you know. And look, the disgrace he brought on his family. Instead, he's in running a sex, sex ring. Yep, yep. And the women it? don't get justice because... No. They each got their bodies. There's just were nothing but drug addicts months. and prostitutes. Four months. That's all they each got. Ugh, disgusting. Yep. Disgusting. It makes me think about, um, have you listened to that podcast, Chasing Cosby? No. Is there oh, one about Cosby? I, should, I guess I should have figured they would. It's good. They had Mr. Epstein, it's now good. Chasing Cosby. It's good. Who's doing who? Um, it's the lady that originally wrote one of the first stories about someone who came out that she got sexually assaulted by him. And oh. that it was kind of like put on the table for like, kind of like it was a eight stick. years. Like, yeah, eight, it took eight years before it came out again because she did the original story. Yeah. And it kind of just Fizzled. died because he's so prominent. Yep. He's America's dad. Couldn't America, have been him. Yeah. That could have never happened. She was in it for the money. Do, do, do. And then eight years later, another incident happened. And so she talks about her original investigation. She has like women, um, like who participated, like their yeah. interviews. Um, at one point, one of the survivors, so the one lady was very young and she was an adult, but like young college student yeah. age. And so her mom was kind of got involved and had recorded phone calls with Cosby. Oh. Yeah, where he offers to pay for the girl's schooling. But they try to twist it and say that they were extorting him. Like, that phone call is proof that they were extorting him for money. That they made up the story, you know, to extort him oh. for money. You see? Cover your rear end. That's what I'm telling you about. Like, you can spin anything. Women, I mean, these were women that were abused, were, were abusing drugs, were addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Women that were doing sex work, right? Yeah. Aren't believed at all. No. And then the women in, in Cosby, the 60 some women. Yeah. Aren't believed at all. Like still people don't believe them. Still people <laughs> believe that they made this up. Yeah. Like 60 plus Let's women put it like have this. the same, the same modus operandi. Women are not believed. No. Period. No. That's it. It's like, it don't matter whether you're drug addict, Cracked out, or or a prominent a doctor, young person up and name? coming, the Doctor Ford, that Casey w- Ford, yep, yep, doesn't right? matter, doesn't matter, doesn't You're matter. Believe you are lying and yep. just doing it for attention, yep. and you wanted it, right? Yeah, 
And if something like that is ever happening to you, make sure you have video recording, recording of something. Do whatever you can. But even then, just know you're going to be questioned. They'll probably turn it around and yeah. say you're extorting, but at least you have yeah, something so to this, say. Yeah, so the podcast is good. Yeah. I mean, it talks about all of that. It talks about how women are believed. It talks about his um, influence, you know. And even like the victims being called rapists or not rapists being called racist, Ah. that it was a racist witch trial, that it was, you know, the most, they compared it to Emmett Till. What? That yes, that his, his prosecution was, was the same as Emmett Till and Emmett Till was real. Like that happened. Like he was tried in the public opinion for looking at a white woman and killed, but it ain't nowhere near to what this fucking man did to these women. Oh, like MG. rapist. <laughs> like the hear the women describe what happened to them. Yeah. What he did. Yeah. Rapist. Wow. Like he did a really good job at wearing a mask for society. And obviously well, white people didn't believe it happened, yeah, right? Like yeah. and they said that what it wasn't till he was convicted in the court and they were sentencing him. Oh, no, they were, you know, setting the sentencing hearing and they wanted to revoke his bail and make him stay in jail because he has a private plane and they thought he could easily escape. And he he had an outburst, an angry outburst right at that moment. He ain't got no private plane or something like that. He said that? Yeah, he yelled. Cosby did? Yeah. Saying he is in the third person? Yeah. Yeah. And And the reporter said that was the one moment where people got to see that, that what the the, all the self. women talked about of how he would be angry with them and he would treat them like trash. Like he would rape them and then treat them like trash. Like, get out of here. O-M-G. And that was, she said that was the one moment where that mask that he had worn for 80 was you know, shown, was taken off and people were like, wow. Yeah, so it's a good podcast. Wow, I'm good podcast. Listen to, listen to it. All, All right, right we'll uh, take a little break and then I'll come back with my story. Oh, okay. All right, we're back. To what do you bring to the table? Um, wow. So my second story. What am I gonna do? Should I do something good? Should I do something? Oh, we already covered that one. Sorry, that was my WhatsApp dates. Uh, let me let's do this one. Uh, Jason sent me. I actually mm-hmm. caught it as well on the on the news the other day. Um, interesting story out of Washington. So this is Cairo Seven deputies, women posing as baby photographer, drug victims, and plan to steal newborn. What? Say uh, that again. Uh, women detectives. The deputies, oh, okay. Colin, women posing as baby photographer, drug victims, and plan to steal newborn. OMG. A woman who deputies said posed as a baby photographer and drugged a mother in an attempt to kidnap a newborn was bailed out of jail. According to Pierce County Jail Records, Juliet Parker has released was released Sunday afternoon. Parker and her 16-year-old daughter were arrested on Friday near um, Spanaway. Um, she was planning to steal a newborn baby to raise as her own investigator said they also believe that her, there may be other victims who did not come forward. If you have any contact, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you had any contact with Juliet Parker, Juliet Knoll or Juliet Gaines, who poses as a photographer or believe you are a victim, 
contact, you know, the number there. Um, after seeking further treatment at a hospital, the victim contacted the sheriff's department. Oh, a woman told fire. Uh, so, sorry. A woman called 911 after she suddenly had begun feeling numbness, drowsiness, and vomiting. The woman told firefighters she thought she was drugged. After seeking further treatment at a hospital, the victim contacted sheriff's department to file a report. The victim told deputies she believed she was drugged by a woman who had come to her, her house posing as a photographer. The victim reported that she had met the suspect through a post on a newborn baby group on Facebook where the suspect had advertised free photos of newborn babies so the suspect could build her portfolio. Um, investigators said the suspect came to the victim's residence three times to photograph the woman's newborn. The suspect was observed taking cell phone selfies with the victim's baby and was seen wiping her fingers off, fingerprints off items <laughs> she touched inside of the victim's home. During the third incident, the suspect and the suspect's teenage daughter gave the victim a cupcake to eat. The victim reported feeling numb and drowsy immediately after eating the cupcake. The victim told the suspect that her daughter, her and her daughter, to leave her home. After that, after they left, the suspect noticed that the suspect had stolen her house keys. OMG. Detective filed search warrants as a part of the investigation um, and believe there are additional victims. Our deputies are also donated to purchase new locks and windows um, guards for the victims and volunteer to install them at her residence. Um, Parker is expected to have bail hearing um, Tuesday after being booked into the second degree assault and ki attempted kidnapping. So the lady ate all the cupcake? Yeah, so she ate the cupcake. So she, she ate the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, crazy, huh? Uh, yeah, I could see all kinds of holes for the defense. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, I'm just, you know... Uh, could you imagine? Baby? How do we know it was for the baby? They didn't get the baby, right? She was just taking. <laughs> I don't know why they think. I, yeah, I don't know what because it doesn't say what evidence is making them think like, that this. Three, there's obviously some evidence yeah. there that they found. Um, and then when you and talk maybe about, the, it was the 16 year old daughter. Maybe she said, "Look, my mom's freaking crazy, and this is what we were, this is what she was planning on doing." And you then know? other victims. I mean, would you be other victims? Be like, my baby's gone. Oh, you I think they mean baby. victims being drugged. I think other people were probably drugged, and they just oh, don't. not for the yeah. baby. Yeah, but all those other people, you better check your house, man. Change your locks. You don't know if she didn't steal your keys. Why? Why? I mean, you know what? Uh, Facebook is good in some aspects. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's double edged sword, right? But you should be seeking out a photographer, or you yourself could probably have done a better job. On your own phone, taking pictures of your own baby. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, I get it, right? Say yeah. you're a new mother and you don't have, you want photos taken, and, and you can't afford it. Free. You know, it's free. You think, oh, you know, this artist, artists do do that. Like and they people need in to art come school. three times. But why? I mean, I think you three need to be sessions? a little bit more. Like in today's time, maybe not do it in your home. Like I, more cautious. Like I, look, let's do it at a park the, in public. The, remember the people that were giving that one girl free clothes for her baby, and they cut the baby they, out. Yeah, they didn't wait. They just like we'll take it they before said, it's born. Yeah, yeah, that those are stories that always are in my brain whenever I'm seeing 
you know, stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I don't know these people. Take referrals. Ask your friends. Is there a photographer out there? Somebody could do something. But yeah. don't be inviting strangers. I'm sorry. Don't be inviting strangers. I wouldn't even meet up with a stranger anywhere to say, hey, we'll take pictures at the park. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. And the fact that she's out on bail right now. That's that's what's scary, scary too. Like, like that's what I'm saying. If you ever had any contact with this person, you should probably just change your locks now. <laughs> because if you if she knows you have a baby and yep. she didn't get this now, one, and ladies, let's just say this. Let's say that the other story that the lady with the photographer ladies like her story is for real. You know, like hey, I just wanted to take some pictures. The lady. Was feeling bad. I didn't take nothing. Oh, like maybe, I, maybe that's not true. I, like, I'm just saying. Protection around, if you really are giving out and you're really trying to build a portfolio, mm-hmm. use some discretion and some, you know. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You don't know like what, you don't know what someone might t- might tell a story just, on you yeah, or just like you know, this subject lady you to don't know something. Who she's inviting into right. her house. Yeah. Like, you know, just. Don't put yourself out there to be put first. in a situation where someone can make an allegation about you. That, right. I say safety first. But that's what I'm saying is that they must have uncovered something in their search that whether it was like texts or journal or something or or the the daughter or the, you know, her daughter saying, look, my mom has been talking about this and I can't, I don't want to be a part of this. She's making me do it. Yeah. You know, I guess they could draw blood or something to see what was in her system. Well, yeah, she went to the emergency, so yeah, they they probably did a UA to find out what was in her what? system, and and found probably did find substance in like there. It, this is perhaps what Cosby should have used the cupcakes. <laughs> he straight up gave them, like he straight up, like here, take these, and the ladies popping them. Yeah, because like they said, this is Bill Cosby. Oh, they just thought they were just going to have a good time. Like, oh, I'm going to. No, not some of them. Incapacitated. What, what, a few of them he told. Well, one of them who he knew didn't take like pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Told it was an herbal remedy because she had had a cold. So here, let me give you um, some herbal remedies. A couple of them. He just told, oh, it's just something for you to relax. You know, oh, don't worry about it. God. And a, but a lot of them felt like, you know, it's Bill Cosby. You feel pressure. Yeah. That's that power because there was oh. a power control because a lot of most of these women were people he claimed was he was going to help with their career. So they were younger, younger Weinstein. women. Exactly. And all from the same. And label. then some of them he just straight up put in their drink. Oh, geez. yeah. Ugh. Like straight up put in their drink. And that was like one of them was saying how she'd gone to the hotel and he asked her what she wanted to drink. And she said, Grand Marnier. And he told his guy, go around the corner and buy a bottle of Grand Marnier. And she said to herself, I thought, well, why wouldn't you just call room service? Right. Well, one, you don't want any, you uh, know, yeah. two, you bring the bottle in, you you get to pour the drink. Yeah. Because it would be kind of hard to take it from room service and be like, oh, no, here, let me stir it for you. No, I can <laughs> stir my own fucking drink. In the, in the little yeah. ring with the secret right? compartment. Yeah. So. <laughs> nasty bastard. Uh, nasty bastard. All right. Uh, my last story is from AP. Uh, this came out January 30th. Uh, New Mexico man agreed to pay prostitute with a burger. What? <laughs> A New Mexico man is facing what, what's that, Mister 
Um, I'm glad you paid you for hamburgers <laughs> Mr. Wimpy, for two on Tuesday or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mr. Wimpy? Is, it, is that Wimpy? Wimpy? Yeah, Mr. it's Wimpy. Wimpy. Is it Wimpy? It's not Mr. It's just Wimpy, isn't it? I don't know. I'll Google it. Yeah. Uh, a New Mexico man is facing charges after police said he agreed to pay for an undercover officer posing as a prostitute with a hamburger. Okay. How much is a hamburger? Six bucks? Maybe. I mean, on dollar menu at McDonald's. We'll say anywhere between 10 to, or a dollar to 10 bucks. All right. right. Yeah. Okay. For $12 for the high end. We'll just say. Yeah. Because then they have the $12 burger at Carl's Jr. No, that no was they saved the $6 burger. Yeah. But now yeah. they don't say it. Now they just say, what did they say? They don't say that anymore. Because it's $6. It's, yeah. It's $6. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, he said he agreed to pay the undercover officer posing as prostitute with a hamburger. Dominic Calderon was arrested Tuesday in Albuquerque, police said in court documents. According to a criminal complaint, the 36-year-old Calderon approached the undercover officer while riding his bike and asked her, how, how old is he? Why well, a 36-year-old dude riding a bike and paying for sex with a hamburger? Do we got issues here or what? I mean, <laughs> what is this about? I mean, I can't judge on the bike. Maybe he's ecologically conscious and he's environmentally, you know, like, I'm environmentalist. I'm not going to do fossil, fossil fuels. And, and this person here clearly um, needs a burger. But the, the other piece, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it says, off, oh, so he's riding his bike and asked her how much you charged when calderon said he didn't get paid until friday the officer <coughs> said he could pay with this burger and he agreed court documents said he was arrested for uh and charged with patronizing prostitutes court records show that calderon was a registered sex offender and was uh, on probation of course he is it was not known if he had an attorney well uh, you know what he is uh perhaps uh her life was saved because you know who knows if who knows uh, what other ideas he had we're gonna pay with the burger hey like, pay with the burger dude go visit go get your job yeah. with the prostitute maybe just her don't pay with money because <laughs> then it's prostitution right. wow fucking A crazy burger. crazy well to even i mean if he wasn't gonna get paid to whatever day he said why are you even asking fool and, and you know what? You and, can't afford it to begin with. Right. And my thing is, clue number one, dude, if I'm going to give you something like that, I'm going to want more than just a damn burger. Right. You know, like, give me two burgers. First off, you asked me how drink. much it costs, not what would I take and trade. Right. Now, I've been different. He rolled up on his 10 speed. Right. And said, hey, what would you do? What would you trade the blowjob for? Right. A burger? Would you trade right. a burger for a blowjob? Job, yeah. Blowjob for a burger? No, she said. No, I'll he goes up and rolls up and says, how much? I ain't got money How now. much means you're thinking money. <laughs> oh, well, I ain't actually got no money right now, so would you take a burger? Right. Oh, get out of here. What <laughs> the fuck? Take your 10-speed and get out of here with the handlebars turned upside down. I that Some uh, fucking short shorts or something. Yeah, I want to know if that some burger cut off jean shorts. <laughs> Was there cheese? How much will you do it for a hamburger? <laughs> what is it? Did you find out if it was uh, um, It's wimpy? just wimpy. It's wimpy. from Popeye. Okay. Yeah. So wimpy. What's it say? I will gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> I will glad you pay, pay you for a pork blowjob on Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, right. Your last story, right? My last story is um, this was not. S- well, actually, yeah, it was sent to me by my good friend Ashley, who sometimes listens to our podcast. Um, and not like, hey, you should do this, but she wanted to send us a story because it relates to her in a way, sort of, like somewhat. Um, Kaiser Sunnyside surgery remove surgery removed man's healthy brain tissue, not his tumor. Twenty-five million dollar lawsuit says. Uh, oh, this is from Oregon Live, so the Oregonian. Not my what? Um, Kaiser Sunnyside surgery removes man's healthy brain tissue, not his tumor. O M. So <sighs> Kaiser Permanente neurosurgeon uh, removed a healthy part of the patient's brain instead of a tumor, causing permanent brain damage that left the man unable to read or write, according to the lawsuit filed in Multnomah County Circuit Court. Oh, my God. Dane Brandon Zimmer, 46, is seeking $25 million. The lawsuit filed in, on Zimmerman's behalf by a conservator alleges that on, in 2018, surgery at Kaiser Sunnyside Hospital left Zimmer with permanent brain damage. Kaiser Permanente did not immediately respond to comment. Yes. Zimmer, then 44, went into the emergency room of Kaiser Permanente and Sunnyside Center in February 2018, suffering from headaches, confusion, agitation. The lawsuit says a CT scan found a large mass in his brain and neurosurgeon Charles Robel, W-R-O-B-E-L, diagnosed it as a hemoglyblastoma. Hemoglyblastoma. Hemon gynoblastoma, brain tumor. Um, the slowing, slow-growing benign tumor um, was causing an obstruction in Zimmer's brain, the lawsuit says, um, leading to a decision to perform surgery to remove it. After the morning surgery, Zimmer couldn't communicate with recovery nurses who described his speech as word salad. Um, another CT scan showed the surgery had been performed in the wrong location and the mass was still present, the lawsuit says no trace of the tumor was found in pathology testing of the tissue that had been removed. The tissue had come from a part of Zimmerman's cerebrum that helps with language development instead of from his cerebellum, says the lawsuit. Rorbel performed the surgery on Zimmer that evening with the assistance of another doctor, the suit says. Zimmer, who suffered a brain injury in 19, had been able had been able to care for himself and live independently before the surgeries, his suit says. The result, extensive rehab, but after the surgery, the suit says he cannot read three-letter words out loud and wrote words like cat and dog as cath and daog, D-O-A-G. Zimmer is represented by Portland attorney Robert Betty Walters. The suit seeks $100,000 for medical expenses and $725,000 for lifetime medical care. Lifetime living expenses of $6.1 million and economic damages of $18 million. Imagine that. That would... Because the tumor itself was benign. Which means, yeah, not the bad kind. Yeah, that means let's just get this off of there and get it off that part of your brain that's making you have these headache headaches. And now the dude can't read or write. He was living independently before this. O M G, my mouth is open <laughs> because this is the same doctor. Shut up. Shut 
the front door. No. Shut up. Yeah. I I had to look. I brought up his picture. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. How how long ago was that my procedure? Oh, uh, how long was it ago? This one uh, this one was 2018. 6-7 Maybe years ago, six. Yeah, because it was. Yeah, it would have been like seven years ago. Yeah, two thousand thirteen. I think so. Yeah. O M G. So full disclosure, people. I'm saying. So this doctor, I had to check. Um, so I had a um a pituitary tumor six years ago. Um, and he's the same doctor that did the procedure. Uh, thank God. He got the right part. Yeah. And that procedure required having to go through the nose. Um, yeah. Whoa. Uh, That's. Whoa. Crazy. He was a good doctor, you know, very, um, engaging would talk to you i'm just hoping you know i i it's sad it's sad to see one that the yeah that now this guy's life has changed yeah like upside down yeah i mean i don't know how that happens i don't know how you can not I mean, and let because because you know they as said it was it should have been the cerebellum, but instead he took it from the cerebrium. Not unless they came. I don't know. I mean, unless somebody wrote something wrong in the chart, right? But you, you're, you're, you, uh, yeah. And my surgery, because the pituitary is so tiny, this was the size of a what do you say, like a grape? Uh huh. You know, but it was like. It had to be precise because it was close to the, you know, so, oh, holy shit. OMG. Oh, yeah. So the Zimmer's cerebrum, um, the tissue had come from. So the tissue they took was the cerebrum from the cerebrum. What they needed, they should have taken was from the cerebellum. So cerebrum and cerebellum, cerebellum are very close, close in spelling. So if somebody's typing and you had um, not spelled it? it correctly and it auto-corrected to the wrong one. Cerebellum? Uh. Uh. And you just hit enter? Because I do that when I'm typing, I'm auto-crack. Not, well, I'm not looking. I'll just like be typing along, auto right. yeah, and then I'll realize. Like, I what? didn't, I didn't that say make that. sense. But the little spell check red line wouldn't be there if you don't, yeah, you know, proofread. Right. So. And maybe they did it. They said. So that's what I'm saying. It's like maybe he's an excellent surgeon, but when the order that he got said. Cerebrum. Cerebrum. And it meant cerebellum. And he's not thinking about the scans he's seen and like you're just going in and, you know, that's why even like on leg surgeries and stuff or 
surgeries yeah. on the sides of the body. Yeah. Um, like when I had my knee surgery, yeah, they made Market. me write which one I, I knew I was coming to get done uh, because they could yeah. get in there and, and be like the mistake. Right. And then they're on the other and leg then cutting it off. Cutting up the other ah. leg. Yeah. They make the patient write on which one. So there's no confusion. Like, oh, I know I wrote it on the right leg. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that happened in this case, you know, maybe he's just like reading the order. Okay. We're doing a cerebrum, cerebrum tumor removal today. But then I think though, but when you're in there and it's a growth, wouldn't you know you, the wouldn't difference? You, you would see or not see because the it says the CT scan showed a mass. I mean, does a mass look like the same thing as, I don't know, as I mean, know, brain? I, I think mask and I think this like huge thing, but like in your case, it was the size of a grape, you said? Yeah. Because so, it was on the pituitary. The yeah. pituitary is even smaller than yeah. that. Yeah. So on that part of the brain, if it was a mass, but the mass could be the size of a grape. Yeah. You're in there and you're, and you're like, well, like, you know, this, kind, this looks like it. Or if but he's still, like, it just feels like, like yeah. not unless he's like going, thinking to himself and saying, uh, it should be here. The scan shows. I guess it's. This. I guess I'll take this. At that point, if you you're, you're you sew back in. up and be like, uh, hey, I all didn't right, see nothing. I didn't see anything. We're going to have to put her back together. Let's let's back it up here. And maybe he was thinking, I don't know. I'm just saying, maybe you're thinking it, but then you're like, damn, I'm already here. This is already, you know, a long procedure <sighs> as it is. All the tools, oh, all the people here. Am I? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he's got to be feeling bad. I hope so. I hope he does. Yeah. I hope it's not one of those ego things where, again, like, well, that's not my mistake. Right. They gave me the wrong order. And I hope it wasn't any tip in That's the why bottle. we were just talking. How was I just talking about somebody about this? Of like, um, you know, if you go in for brain surgery, you don't want to just be okay. You yeah. Know, like that one commercial where the doctor comes, it's, I think it's Geico, comes walking in. Guess who just got reinstated? Oh, well, almost anyway. <laughs> and then the lady, the, the guy asks, oh, have you worked with Dr. Scott before? Or whatever the guy's name is. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's okay. And they're like, just okay? So you don't want yeah, yeah. your doctor who's performing brain surgery to be just okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oy. Oy, sorry. Sorry. Just. Wow. All over the. And you know what? I'm like thinking if you made that big of a mistake, could you go back in there and do that? No, you would second guess yourself all the time. Yeah. Like your confidence has got to be shot. Uh, retire. It's time to retire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Crazy. That is wild. Six ah. degrees of separation. Not Very, even one. Not even one. Not even one. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, let's take a break and do some rapid fire. Yep. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're back. Two. What are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? We're wrapping it up here today on our 47th episode with some rapid fire. So get us going. Start shooting. All right. This one. Florida boy. Fucking Florida. He's nine. Charged with trying to murder five-year-old sister with knife. <sighs> I think I heard that. I heard about this because they're trying to say whether they should charge him as an adult. Uh-huh. 
And of course, Florida, like, of course, nine, nine years old, trying to stab his Belinda Bates. What does that kid, what is that kid? What's going on? Yeah. What's he been exposed to? That's the kid that needs to go to the site. Right? Yeah. Bake rack his (laughs) freaking nine-year-old ass. Come on. This can't be the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was for real? For real. Like, they had to take the... Like, nope. It wasn't a butter knife. It wasn't a, you know, fake yeah. knife. It like, was a kitchen on, knife. I'm going to stab my baby Several sister? times. Yeah. Five-year-old yeah. sister. Several times. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. What is going Holy on shit. in this world? Ugh. Yep. Wow. Okay, um, mine is Virginia deputies confront black man wearing KKK robe outside Target. What? Virginia deputies confront black man wearing KKK robe. Okay, so the black man is wearing the KKK KKK robe robe outside Target. During uh, Halloween? (laughs) I can't tell you because we can't read the whole story. I'll I'll read the Twitter um, Twitter? of the the sheriffs. Uh, This afternoon responded to reports of a subject wearing a KKK outfit outside the Stanford Marketplace Target. Deputies made contact with the subject and claimed he was conducting a social experiment. He was warned on wearing a mask in public and left the scene. He was warned for wearing a mask in public, mm-hmm. but yet you can go into freaking Walmart with gun. Welcome to America, KK. <laughs> <laughs> Omg, is he should he can wear whatever he wants? I think Virginia is one of those states that has recently passed. You can't wear a mask in public, like DC because I of think robberies is, or because of no, because of protesters. Like this man with uh, KKK hood. Yeah. So I think, I mean, my guess is he was probably trying to see, well, what would happen to me as a black man if I wear this KKK hood? Because what we're seeing is white nationalists and KKK having rallies, being escorted by police with white things over their face, right? In D.C. recently, you have all the other different protests that, you know, rallies, the Proud Boys, all of these fucking racists. They're they're out there, face covered, wearing their guns, doing their thing. I mean, up until the point of getting police escorts, right? This dude gets warned, and then this dude gets told he can't wear a mask in public, and yeah. Uh, uh, well, you like the irony that. of a black man wearing a KKK mask and being told you can't wear that mask. Yeah, that's yeah. our mask. Who? <laughs> Ah, what you got next? All right, anonymous. Okay. Uh, extremely similar baseball players resort to DNA test when coincidences start to suggest a relation. What now? Extremely similar baseball players mm-hmm. resort to DNA tests mm-hmm. when coincidences start to suggest a relation. Oh shit! I mean. I see a picture. I mean, it's They're possible. both ginger, you know, ginger looking. Oh, can I see the picture? Yeah. Let me uh, lift it. That, I don't need DNA tests for that. Got nothing yet. Oh, nothing. Oh, sorry. Wait. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need, I don't need uh, DNA to, 
You just look at these two. Whoa. Do you need DNA testing to say, I think Whoa. you guys might be related. I wonder if they are. I wonder if they got the results back yet. Oh, heck yeah, they're related. They could be like twins. Not all gingers look alike. <laughs> <laughs> These two do. <laughs> These two do. Wow. OMG. Yeah. I don't know whether, I don't know what the DNA results showed. Wow. But they agreed to go and do DNA testing. Well, I wonder if they started talking about like, oh, well, do you have family and so-and-so? Oh, sure yeah, I got family looking over at Are there. Are you guys brothers? I got family there. I got family there. Boo-loo-loo. You know, like that. There was other things like that probably started to be like, well, maybe we could be like, you know, I, who knows? Let's I do it. look it. Dang. Dang. Look at. Yeah. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that twin. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Um, my next one, Utah Senate votes unanimously to decriminalize polygamy. Really? Well, that's, you know, uh, that's Okay. Why not? I mean, you can live, cohabitate with whoever you want. Why do you need, you know? I mean, I, 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 we've talked about it before. I don't yeah. understand why it's illegal. Yeah. Like, why, why can't you have five husbands and Well, I'm three pretty wives? sure it all has to do with the, you know, the whole child bride business and, you know, all that kind of stuff, the stigma and stereotypes. Does that it or does it. it have to do with taxes and money? Well, because don't you once you if you file married if you file but they said decriminalize no I mean when it was how why it was made li a crime like yeah like I don't understand why it's illegal like yeah the only reason why I think that uh, well it, religious they make, we'll say because of religion I don't think it's that yeah. I think it's about taxes I don't think so because oh, you I get more tax deductions that's that what I'm why? saying yeah. But a lot of these polygamists, the state doesn't well, I don't get, want to make the, big... The state doesn't get all their money that they want from taxes. A, a single, filing single, you you pay more taxes. So if I'm married to her and her and yeah. her and her, we all get a file, you know, like... Although, I mean, one marriage, one marriage. I don't know. See? Uh, I think it has to do with taxes. It's too confusing. How do you file? <laughs> you get to file all those dependents. Yeah. You know? Well, does he or he, she, I don't know. He, I mean, come on, it's well, Utah. We know it's, he. it's always men get like five wives. Wow. Yeah. I, I think it's mostly around that whole, you know, the Jespers and all that type of people. Well, I think there was probably where a piece are, of that yeah. where they, you know, want to make it a crime because of the child bride stuff. Yeah. But doesn't that open it up to like that becoming a thing again? Like, I don't know. I mean, well, obviously you can't because, you know, you can't because of age of consent and that kind of stuff. Well, as long so, as they're above the age of consent, I don't know what the age of consent in Utah, in Utah is. Utah probably is. 16. I was going to say it's probably 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 13 and a half. Right. <laughs> when does she start her period? Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, wow. Well, I guess that means, uh, you know, the sister wives can all move back to Utah. Oh, because were they worried they about that? Well, they fled Utah. Oh, really? Yeah, because the uh, they were going to be uh, rumored that the they were going to be prosecuted. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. 
and oh. they were like all packing and because night. they did the because they did, the, they did show the show and everybody knew. But the their marriages aren't legal. They're not legally married. No. So it doesn't. That's why I'm like. That's what. Who that's, cares? That's why I'm saying it doesn't. I matter. can say I could live this with, man's my husband and never and get living, legally married and I'm to them. Living with, and I call him my husband. Yeah, and I'm living. People do with it all the time. Two other people, and I could call them my husband too. Yeah. What does that matter? The only part that makes it a think, legal marriage is when I file a piece of paper with the government. Well, I think that's polygamy. Would be that I married. More than one people, more than one person filing paperwork. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If so you, they're saying we're decriminalizing that. Yes. So, so you can go now ahead and marry legally, whoever you want. You can. I can get married to you. And I can get married to you. you I can get, get married, married to you. you. But and we are not going to face any prosecution. We'll get fined. Hmm. I guess the it's decriminalizing uh, it. I think so the LDS saying, Church wants to go back to. I think so. You know, I, they're, they're I founding mean, fathers. Yeah, again, men, men wanting. I think I, you know because I have these desires for you know these other ladies, exactly. and I gotta fulfill my mm -hmm. desires because that must mean Jesus wants me to have more than one wife, right? Because I have desires, exactly, as opposed to self control, right? Just because you have desires. Don't mean you can act on right, it. Right, exactly. But because, you know, I got to throw Jesus' name in there. Jesus must want me to have relations. <laughs> or with you more can, than one like, life. go for it. Like, but then it goes against. Leave the state out right, of it. But then it goes against this staunch belief. That's, that's the whole thing. I have a staunch belief. Yeah. So I have to throw Jesus' name in it to make it okay. So if I have desires, Jesus, Jesus must want me to wives. have, you know, relations with this lady. Otherwise, I wouldn't have desires. So I'm going to take her as my woman. And and under oh, the you, law, you, you're saying so under the biblical okay, I law, you're saying. I'm still safe. Right. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. it gives that it, in their brain. Yes. It allows them to permission to have multiple partners, which normally would be seen as a sin in their world. Right. Because you're instead of just of, embracing your polyamorous, so okay, cool, just, go for it, or just embracing the fact that, you, like we talked about, that you are attracted to somebody, yeah. don't mean you got to act on it. Or if you want to, you're polyamorous, that just means you're poly, right? Hey, quick, but they they got that hang up, yeah, you know, that that little hang up. So, oh my god, all what? right, what's uh, your last one? Okay, my last one is, um. I have it here. Hold on. Professor won't teach the rest of the semester after calling police on black student who wouldn't move seats. I meant to bring it as a story, but oh, this came as a rapid fire. G from anonymous. Professor won't teach the rest of the semester. So he's gotten suspended for the remainder of the semester. After he called the police on a black student. Who wouldn't, wouldn't change sheets. Yeah. seats. Yep. <sighs> and then, of Why course. Why is he not just fired? But, of course, what do they do? I apologize. Yes. Sincerely. My actions, they're yeah. not representative of the person who I am inside. Yeah. It's like they gave them a playbook. They, yeah. it's, there's a secret white playbook out there that says, here's what you say right. when you fuck up. Oh, yeah. 
and then it'll be all better. And then, yeah, you'll be able to get away with it. I apologize for my behavior. This is not who I am. This is not who. And that's the thing about it is they don't understand there's a difference between impact and intent, mm-hmm. right? I don't care if your intention wasn't to harm me. The impact you had is how you need to fucking address. Right. That's what you need to address. Right. I'm a professor. Yeah. If I tell you to move, you better move. That's because what, I yeah. have Because I power. have the power. It's and if you don't, power. I'm going to call the police if you're black. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of freaking police officers would go in there and say, that's what, what, what I'm we, saying. What's the crime? What's the crime? That's what I'm saying. And is, if there is no crime. I'd be like, why the hell are you spending when The minute he picked resources. up the phone and started calling and they said, okay, I'm sorry, what are you calling? Uh, well, I've asked him to move from his seat many times and he and won't he's move. refusing. And this is a crime how? <laughs> uh, are we in Florida? Well, I've asked him to da 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 What was that? He's Brady? disrupting my class. <laughs> Did you say Brady or Brady Baker? Act, Brady Act. Baker <laughs> Act. Baker Act. <laughs> I want him Baker Act. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that, but suspended, so he get he gets to come back next semester. Yeah. With probably he's probably know, paid suspension right and now. Maybe some training. He'll get some coaching. <laughs> yeah. It's what they like to call it, coaching. coaching. Yeah, equity coaching. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Done. Meanwhile, that uh, person of the color, student, the student, yeah, is traumatized. Yep, fearful. Feels like I, he doesn't belong in school. No. no. Because he knows that other people probably agree. Right. And the fact that he should be so uppity Mm -hmm. to say, hell, I'm not moving. I'm fine where I'm at. Right. You uppity now. So we're going to have to put you in your place. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Now? Uh, You you don't even belong here. Right. And I'm going to show you why. Yep. Call the popo. That's like, uh, I posted that um, letter from, I don't know, where a black man had applied for, um, school at i don't know which college it was it was back in 1959 and oh yeah you did I medical saw school yeah. yeah it was a medical school i can't remember yeah. which medical school and they denied him because you are a part of the negro race right and we do not accept like yeah that was a 1959 people yeah 1959 was how many years ago um 2020 jason jason Fifty-nine, sixty-nine, seventy-nine, <laughs> eighty-nine, ninety-nine, two thousand nine. So roughly 60? about sixty, close to sixty years. So sixty years. Yeah, that's only close. sixty years ago, people. Yeah, that a man Less was denied entry into medical school. Yeah, because he was black. Yeah, not like because a, of his like grandfather. Not because of his great a grandfather, mother. That's a parent. That's a parent of someone right now who's yeah. 60 years old. Well, no, they would have been older than 60. Right. So, but so, so like a grandfather. Well, older they than had, 60. they're going yeah. to med school. So they're like at least so 18, 19. Old, yeah. So, so add another 20 to that. So yeah. So a grandparent. Yeah. Grandparent. Yeah. Yeah. Or a, mar- or a parent. Or a young Cause, protege. Because we feel I don't like know. it's 80. Like probably in their 80s. In their someone 80s. in their 80s. That 70s, could be somebody's 80s. parents right now. <laughs> Tony Randall. You know? <laughs> no, an adult. That could be your adult parent. You as an adult could have oh, an 80-year-old yeah, 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 parent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom's almost 80. 
<laughs> Why are you outing everybody? I'm like, you just in that outie mood. Because we need to embrace and empower ourselves at our age. Ask. No. Ask your mom if she wants to be She's going to be like, I'm not almost 80. I'm in my early 70s. I think she's in her, what? Yeah. I think oh, she's, yeah anyway. just, just, yeah. Just, just don't say nothing no more. But it could be somebody in their 50s parent who's in their 80s. Yes. Yes. But let's just put it, the person could still be alive. They got the <laughs> Exactly. We'll yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah. The person could still be alive. Yeah. And they were denied entry into school solely based yeah. on the color of their skin. And still. So don't tell us it was so long ago. Right. We and, need to get over it. And still people would say, but now you can have people right? in there. But well, you can go to dis- school now. Let's look at the discrepancies. Can you? How can many, you? Right. How, how many, many applications are rejected? And how many are actually enrolled in medical right. school? That's what I'm saying. Is okay. How many of rejections? Maybe one or two right? are of color. Exactly. Exactly. Or even less than that. Yeah. You know. So racially, and they, as far as ratio, yeah, it's still, we're still not there. No. We're still not there. We're still not there. Wow. Yeah. All right. My final one. A male lawmaker worries women will abuse a tax break to hoard tampons. (laughs) That is what our elected representatives think of us, one menstrual equity advocate says. So, you know, because feminine products, if you have a sales tax, you get taxed on that. Yeah. So you live in yeah. Washington, you got to go buy paying, your products, you're paying sales tax yeah. on them. Why am I paying sales tax on something that, that my I body need. needs? That's it's a, a medical, necessity. Yeah. It's a medical yeah. necessity. Yes. It's like a, So uh, now there's states that are moving or... to, you know, make those things I exact. I agree to that. Well, this lawmaker is saying, we're going to abuse it by hoarding tampons. <laughs> we're just going to be buying all the tampons up. Just going to keep them all to ourselves. Oh. What the fuck are you going to do with them? Why does it matter to you how many fucking tampons I have? How many maxi pads are under my sink in my fucking bathroom? You know what? I'm going to just tell you. I like to hoard them because I don't ever want to run out. Right? Exactly. That's the last thing you want as a woman is like you get in there and you just happen to be off by a day and you're like, uh, uh, yeah. And now you're having to roll up toilet paper. Got to make shift. Go to the store. See if yeah. your man will take a trip to <laughs> right. the market for right. you and get some. So when it's on sale, I'm buying more than just she one stock package. up. You stock up. Right. Yeah. And if the zombie just like you do with happens, paper towels and <laughs> toilet paper and other products that we use for our body. Toothpaste. Toothpaste. But God forbid. Forbid we hoard those tampons from him. Yeah. What? Again, why do you care? You don't need them. What are you, are you stuffing them up your ass? <laughs> he must need them for something. Like he must, he must want them. For why something. does it matter? What do you think he's gonna make with them? Is he? Is it like a craft supply for him? What? <laughs> what is? I it? don't know. Nosebleeds? I don't know. Like you know, hey, if there's no more tampons because you ladies are taking them, I get in yeah. a fight. I get a nosebleed. I don't know. There's really no limit to the number of items anybody can purchase. Yes. Just like Band-Aids. Is there a limit to Band-Aids? Right? I'm just like, 
I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Again, we know that women's lives don't matter. Right. We know that our bodies aren't our own. Nope. And we can't even buy products without like, We can't kind of even be like, motive. finally, I don't have to pay the sales Can tax be- on this yes. box of tampons. All these ladies what? going around. What am I going to do with all the money I'm saving on my tampons? <laughs> I'm going to go on a vacation. <laughs> I'm going to take myself uh, to the spa. <laughs> wow. Like, this is, this is, this is politics. Idiot. This is our politics. This is what happens when men yeah. are only men are represented in politics. Right. No fucking clue. Right. No fucking clue. No. Right. <laughs> yes. So yes uh, uh, we'll, be, yes. We'll, we'll be having the feminine pro- hygiene products police <laughs> stopping by your house. Right. Checking, checking out about how many packs do you have. They'll let you have one reserve, but that's it. <laughs> That's it. I'm sorry, you have too many. No. We're gonna we're gonna confiscate. Yeah, were you gonna confiscate my extra tampons? Right, because we're saving a like, dollar. I don't it, under like under taxes. Help it's me dollar. understand this. Yeah, fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, nutty. Well, we've done it again. Oh, I feel like over. that was a short episode. I think it's a long you episode. So? I don't know. I feel like it was short for some reason. I don't think so. Maybe it's I just think... we were just efficient. Uh, well, we did just do three stories. We did. We stuck to three. A couple updates. Yeah. uh, Three stories each and three rapid fires. We did. We stuck to the the script today. Yeah. You didn't try to sneak in a, well, Well, I was going to do this one. I forgot. (laughs) Can I do it? (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Only because you're my elder. (laughs) (laughs) As they say, I've been there. All right. Uh, well, if you like this um, episode and the other episodes, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. Frenemies, too. Frenemies. Tell them all. Yeah. Because um, crazy never sleep. And the stories never end. Yeah. So until next week, nos vemos. Adios. Daisy? Daisy? What's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy?